women are the only two legal men here. Right, so get the rest of the men out of the ring. Yeah. Oh, there, there, went, there went Jeff Hardy. Referee, make yourself useful. Try to Welcome to the J40 Podcast, episode 12. I got three-time WWE Hardcore Champion 2002 uh, PWI uh, Rookie of the Year yeah. and uh, Maven Hoffman. Hey, what's up? Welcome, Jose? welcome to the J Forty Podcast, my friend. When you told me uh, that I would be shocked with uh, with how you did the intro, I wasn't expecting that. I'm prepared, brother. Yeah, it's I'm good. prepared. That's yeah, good to see you. Good brother. to see you too. It's my good friend. to see you, uh, you know, doing something that that you're passionate. About. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I could tell just with with our our reconnecting and and you know just. The one thing that that sucks is through time you lose touch with people. Yeah, yeah. But I can see you have truly transitioned into something that you love. Yeah. And I could not be happier. Thank you. I appreciate that very much, man. It's been a long time coming, man. Like I, I've been telling, uh, you know, when I was still in the business, right. the gentlemen's club business, I, mm-hmm. I would always talk about it. Hey, uh, you know, I want to do this podcast thing. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Right. And you know, it, it just never. I never do remember came, you saying you something remember? about it, and it never came to fruition. But, uh, you know, pandemic hit, and then I'm just sitting around twiddling my thumbs, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is as good a time as any. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, the pandemic. Uh, you know, I think what a lot of people saw as a, as a negative, um, it truly became a positive, you know, for people finding new loves, people finding new passions. Yeah. People, in your case, finding new voices. Yeah. And, um it's it's best when you can take a negative, uh, turn it into a positive. I'm yeah. ha- so I'm happy you did. Thank you, man. I appreciate and and it, man. look, I found I wouldn't have been I would not be here, guys. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm I'm in Maven's office right now. With <laughs> uh, what floor are we on? The 25th. We're on the 25th floor. With the view out of his window is the Freedom Tower. This is absolutely spectacular. He's doing wonderful. It's great. I mean, uh, I bro, I couldn't be happier for you. He's dressed in a three piece suit, looking like a million dollars. This guy is just looking like the part every step of the way. I mean, it's amazing. Let me give you the credit. (laughs) There's a couple people that I owe. um, I owe you because when we used to work together, I mean, we're talking about this was before. I I think I owned maybe one or two suits, uh, three button. So that tells you how old they were. (laughs) Um, And I, I would work on a daily basis with you. I give... Mike the Greek, yeah, quick no, credit. That, that's the ultimate suit guy Yo. right there. Shout out to Mike the Greek, absolutely. Shout out you to know, Mike. Yeah. He he actually has a uh, uh, a cigar business. I know he's doing really well. Absolutely, yeah. I think he's at he he and his lovely wife. I think they moved. Yeah, uh, down south. Yeah, but I never saw that guy looking. I would say he looked like a million bucks. Well, the but guy, I'd be he, underselling. I him. think he has a different suit for probably every day of the year. He does. <laughs> he does. So I give you, I give Mike a lot of credit. Um, uh, Castro, of Castro course. always. Look, always look. Shout backwards. out Charlie Castro, yeah. Vivid Cabaret, and of course Forty Thugs, and, and uh, Forty Thugs. <laughs> I haven't heard that in forever. I'll have to play this for Ricky. He's gonna love that. Oh, uh, Ricky, lo- he listens. Ricky, Does he? Ricky, uh, yeah, very Ricky good. You, and and you know, 
Chris O'Dell always looked good, yep. and Miho. I came into that you know situation, and um, I I really saw you know what it means to not only work in the city, yeah, but to work in the city and look the part, yeah. So I took a lot from that experience to and transitioned it into this experience, yeah. Knowing one of the first things I did when I got. Um, Got this job was, you know, make sure that my wardrobe was. So let's explain sure. to the listeners really quick, okay. right? Before you uh, get into all that, how did you get into this business? Uh, you know what? You know, because well, you, were, you were working with me at the club at one point for a short time, not too long. Right. And, of course, obviously the, the bread and butter of this whole podcast is, you know, what, where you started at and how I got to know you as before I even met you. I already knew who you were. Uh, You know what I mean? Because I was a fan of, you know, of the business that you were in. And, of course, I'm still a fan to this day. You see your shirt out, I see your HBK shirt Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had a shirt out, man, I would have been wearing it today, man. Trust me. Uh, But, yeah. uh, So, basically, uh, yeah, take me through the, you know, after you left us, you know, what, what, what happened? Yeah. So, after I, uh, you know, get out of the gentleman's club business, then and, you know, the older I got, it's just... Man, those low, those late nights, they yeah, yeah. they're it's rough. They take a toll. On Yo, they do, and it's rough when you're getting home every day at around six a.m. and you know, st- you know things still have to be done. Dogs still have to go out to use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, you know, just your daily occurrences they don't stop yeah. for your light late night schedule. Yeah. Um. So you know when I had a, a, an idea, you know, the opportunity to transition from that lifestyle. Um, you know, I, I, I got lucky and I took it. I, I worked with the Brooklyn Nets for a few years, you know, yeah, actually right. for two seasons. Um, you were always at the Barclays Center during your time or, or were you able to work, you know, outside of, you know, like from home and stuff like that? Where we could work from home, but actually, um, the Barclays Center, that's not where the Nets main offices is. Ah, their, the, their main offices is off of 36th street. Oh, here in the city. It, well, remember. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. And, gotcha, and, gotcha. Yeah. In Brooklyn. Um, but my gosh, what a, that was a. It was a horrendous travel schedule really? for me. I mean, it was two hours Damn. from you know door to door, and that's if Jersey, I hit, yeah, right? I'm in I'm yeah. in Hackensack. Oh, okay. So if I hit every train right, it's still it's like an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, it's a lot of travel. It's a it was, yeah, so that took its toll on me too. Yeah. But what happened was, um, so you know, I'm doing just doing sales with them. Nothing yeah. nothing spectacular, and you know, it was right around the time that that um, um, free agency comes about, and they get. And we heard rumblings that Katie and Kyrie were going to come. Yeah. But once those two you know, joined on, it, you know, everybody in that, I'm telling you the story, everybody, yeah. everyone was excited. And there's me and there's another guy, uh, my buddy J-Ro, yeah. John Ronane, and he is still there. Oh, he's sure. there on his 18th season with wow. the Knicks. Yeah, he's a lifer. Wow. Um, and me and him are shaking our heads. We're like, you guys should not be excited because what they just did was sell this place out without needing us. Mm. So, you know, they're... So it, it, did you like kind of see the writing on the wall? We all saw the writing yeah. on the wall. And because at that point we weren't salespeople, we were order takers. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, part of our job was you had to have some skill to make people want to cross the bridge, make people want to go. And now acquiring these guys, people are just coming. What do they that, need you for? It's bingo. Exactly. Wow. Wow. And, you know, like I was telling you, we had a good, I would say, two or three months. And, I mean, commission checks were through the roof. My buddy, you know, J-Ro, yeah. in two... <laughs> I don't want to put his business out on the streets, but let's just say for two consecutive months, I saw his commission checks, both nice. over both over fifty k. 
But and that's just commission checks. Damn. So, but that's not sustainable. Yeah. And it's just not sustainable for you know uh, a business is not going to pay their sales staff that yeah. continuously. So we all saw the writing on the wall. I want to say, you know, when, once they let me go, they ended up, you know. You know, a few weeks later, you know, letting my three top bosses go. Oh, wow. So my direct manager, who is now with the Detroit Pistons, um, actually my two top managers were both are both with the Pistons now. Yeah. And um, and then our, our general manager, uh, no, not the gym, uh, the CEO, gone. All of them wow. gone. And then new ownership came And you're through. still on thinking, okay, my next or? Well, no, I knew. I knew. You, you yeah, know, it was. Yeah. It was, it was there was no way they were going to keep all of us. And so did you leave before they let you go, or um, sort of? <laughs> <laughs> well, either well, way, what do they call it? Quiet quitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. I knew I needed to look for something, yeah. and I started that process. And um, and then after that, the pandemic smacks mm. and hits. And also, oh, wait a minute. So be, when the pandemic hit. You already I in was this gone. business? Or? No, I was gone. I had just left the Nets. The okay. pandemic hits. And then you get. And and here's what's funny. So I, you know, I was like, okay, this there's no better time to try to get back in the good graces of the WWE. Not that I'm out of the good graces, yeah, but yeah. just to maybe try to go back and get employment through yeah. that. So through Devon Dudley, I, um, you know, made a couple contacts and got you know, hooked up with an interview actually down at the Performance Center in oh, Orlando. Wow, that's big. All no, wait, wait, till, wait till you hear this, the end of the wow. story. So they set up a time. They were looking for, you know, an announcer because the rumor mill was that Michael Cole was going to be retiring oh, after wow. all this time. You know, I mean, Michael Cole is the voice of yeah. of what WWE fans hear. I mean, almost 30 years, right? E easily. He yeah. was there when I was there. Yeah. And um, so Cole set me up with an interview, went down to the Performance Center, spent a day down there, you know, going, you know, watching monitors, you know, yeah. showing what my style of calling a match would be. Um, you know, met with Hunter afterwards. Hadn't seen Hunter. He's running the show now. Yeah, he's, it's his. He's we knew that was coming wow. back in 2002. I, I got to say, I, I'm watching the product today. It's better. It's really good. It's better. I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm energized and enthusiastic about it again. You, you know? want to know what's funny, though? You're not going to believe this, but if you've watched five minutes of wrestling, you've watched five minutes more than I have in five years. Wow. I don't watch it all. And there's a good reason behind yeah. it. You want to know what that reason is? Sure. I still love it. And, and I, here's what I tell people. I don't want to see the ex, my ex-girlfriend, you know, living her best life. Oh, my God. Dating, I forgot about that. Dating her next new boyfriend. I forgot about that. I don't want it thrown in my face. Wow. And wrestling something I'm going to love forever. If I watch it, if I see it, I miss it too yeah, much. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, do you want to do you want to see your ex, you know, not only, you know, surviving without you, but thriving. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the hell do I need you for? Oh boy. But I was excited about going down and, you know, hopefully maybe getting back into the business. So you went to Stanford? No, went to uh Orlando. Okay. That's where oh, the, the performance center. Yeah, performance center. That's yeah. where NXT's run from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't oh, understand. So you flew down. I actually drove down oh, there. Oh, you drove? Oh, drove down there, wow. made it it was gonna listen, it was gonna make a a, a nice vacation out of it. I was going to come back, stop into Virginia, see some family on my that's way right. back. That's from, right. From, you're from Virginia. That's right. The date of my interview, March 11th, 
2020. That was the, the well. That's because that's the day that the world shut down. That was mm-hmm. the day that the NBA shut down. That was the Broadway day, shut down. They Broadway shut down everything. Yeah, and that was when I think the world knew that not only it was a this pandemic was going to be a problem yeah. for you know the 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 short term, but it was going to be a, a problem for a long time. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I met with them, met with Hunter. They asked me, they were like, you know, if you had to move down here, would you, could you move here for six months? I'm like, yep, tomorrow. I was wow. going to do whatever. But they literally, they, I mean, there was nothing, nothing that could be done. They, yeah. they started canning people. They, the WWE started firing people. So I come back to, you know, to New York. Missed the opportunity. It, it was just the wrong time. Had this not happened, you probably would have been in WWE. If the pan, I, belie- wow. I believe, and I don't want to say yes, but I believe there is a sounds like better it. than 50% yeah. chance that had the pandemic not have hit, that they would have at least brought me on in some capacity. Some, uh, yeah, yeah. Just if nothing else, just put me down there for six months. Let me call matches at NXT and see what it could develop yeah, into. Yeah. I'm a firm believer. My the 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 best part of my wrestling career wasn't the wrestling. It was my 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 talking. Yeah. You know, I can cut Well, promos. you was always a, a good a good talker. Yeah, I can I can, I can I can cut promos with any of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? You know, God puts us in in places that he wants, not that yeah. we not that we want. I agree. So, I you know, come back and the pandemic's going mid-stride and I I'm, I needed something to do. And I found, you know, this place, Tip Top Capital. Uh, I you know, go for an interview. I mean, there was no one on the train when I was on wow. it. No one in the city. Wow. And, but, but there was 11, 11 employees working for this company. And now you got a full house. Here. We got a full house. I, I, I'm, dude, I, this, this looks incredible. Yeah. It's insane. And, if and, I you, could, and listen, guys, he has the corner office, okay? <laughs> the, he has the corner office overlooking and overseeing everybody outside. You know, this is actually very, very yeah, cool. Yeah, the view man. is amazing, isn't very, it? Very nice to see you do, doing so well. Right. Man. I will admit, though, pre-pandemic, we're, we, we, we're not affording this office. Yeah. We're only in here just because, um, you know, office buildings are, are you know, so much cheaper yeah. than they used to be. And literally, really? the rent on this play, the lease on this, it's about one-fourth of what it would have been pre-pandemic. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible because I, I actually thought the opposite. I thought that maybe now, especially now, it would probably be more expensive. Businesses, well, they tried that for a while, yeah. but they realized businesses have have learned how to um, get get enough out of their employees that if they want to work from home, that's an option for them. Yeah. So, do you ever work from home, or or you I have that guy that likes to come to the office? I have the option. I can I can do my work from home, but a lot of what I do has to be face to face. Gotcha. And gotcha. it just it's it's just I don't know if I'm old school. It's just the way, it's just the way I'm wired. It'll be it'll be a waste of a good suit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else? I just need something to do. Yeah, yeah. I need something to do. If I'm around my like I'm not that I'm not Are one you of single these days. No, nah, I've been with the same girl okay. for I've oh, been with wow. the same girl oh, wow. for eleven years. I mean, oh, wow. Even during my my days with yeah. the, in the clubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah she uh, runs a few spas in Jersey. Oh, good for her. Yeah, so she's got her shit together. Oh, That's uh, awesome. Can I cuss yeah, on here? Of course, uh, man. Yeah, man. I don't want to. There, there are no restrictions here. Bro. I, I don't want to fucking offend yeah, it. No, 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 not at all. Uh, Please but, feel free, bro. But uh, if I'm around home too much and she's like, "Get what are you doing? Get out of here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I knew. Well, you know, it's healthy to have that time apart. You know what I mean? And then see each other later. You can miss each other and stuff like that. You have to have a chance to miss somebody. Yeah. These people that that work together, live together, I don't know how they do it. Yeah, dude. You see, at the end of the day, those type of relationships, they, they, they really 
they they hit the fan at a, they at a certain point. At some point. Yeah, and it's it, it, I don't think it's healthy. I know because you get you get you get you get sick of you know just. All day, 24-7, 365. It's like, okay, I need to go somewhere. Jose, I don't like being around myself 24 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> this is why you're surrounded by 100 people out there. You know, I mean, this is incredible, man. I got to say. Nuts, it's really cool, it? man. It's, it's nuts. Cool. This reminds me of, uh, of like, the, the boiler room. room. Boiler room. Boiler room. The yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Like, this Bingo. shit, this is crazy, man. It's, like, really that cool. That big TV in the back. Yeah. Um, it's like, we'll usually have games on or whatever, but a lot of times we'll put Wolf yeah. of Wall Street on. Get, get everybody psyched. Get everyone get psyched. Just, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Man. And what we do, it's a, it's a business we're getting, we're, we are giving um, small and medium-sized businesses that can't uh, um, obtain bank financing and yeah. bank loans. We're giving them, you know, helping them find loans. That's so, awesome. You know, we're trying to help out a little bit. And I'm yeah. not saying we can help everyone, but we do what we can. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm really impressed with the, with the office. I'm really impressed with your 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 team. How great is this sign, bro? It's great. That's, that's my favorite. Get sign. shit done. That's my favorite sign on earth. It. Got freaking me. You got a. He has <laughs> a. He has a portrait of himself in the buff. I mean, like this is awesome. Then, well, yo, dude, this, I, here, is, this is great. Here, here's why. That was me at 27. Um, roided out of my mind. Now I'll never look. You, I will never look like that again. Pre WWE or oh, no, WWE? That's, that's mid WWE. Mid WWE. That's that is me. That's on, actually pretty cool. That is me on um uh, as many steroids <laughs> as could humanly fit in my body at the time. Oh my god! Yeah. You know, I would have never guessed that you were. You know. Using that's that that much, you know, like oh, yeah. there are guys that use a lot, there are guys that use moderately, but you're you're admitting you were you were all in the sauce. I was all in. Wow, but Jose, I was I, I knew that what I was doing, you know, had the chance to, you know, I don't want to say kill me at one point, but lessen my life. Yeah. But I was I was I'm still I was all in. Well, you you still look great, man. I, I mean, right. I just looked at you and I'm like, this guy's fucking jacked. I mean, I you, and you know what's funny? I don't even know a guy named Jim anymore. What <laughs> I do it now is we were talking about just the older you get, how you have to you know just moderate moderately change yeah. things about your life. Yeah. One of the things that I had to change was my days of working out. They're beyond behind me. Really? I now stretch. For an hour every night. The older we get, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what. When I looked like that, I was as unflexible. uh, I was the most stiff as a board. You know, if somebody said touch your toes, I'd be like, Mm. let me bend over first. You got to do a couple yoga sessions before you get to to that point, right? (laughs) I had um, back in 2017. I had a weekend where my back. It just. It was when I say I call it the weekend from hell. When I say my back was hurting, that's an understatement. Wow. I, I mean, I was in constant pain for an entire weekend. And I go and I, I went. Are you sure I, that's it? Because the, you, what you were doing for a living, throw, getting thrown around well, like that. I mean, exactly. I, I go and I find out that not only do I have three bulging herniated discs, Jesus. but I have a spine that was um, in the process of bending, of like, like, like contorting. Really? Yeah, I'm going to show you a picture oh, of no. it. And um and I asked you know I was like I don't I and really you continued to wrestle under that oh. under those conditions oh right? yeah. yeah absolutely for how much longer after that <sighs> I mean probably not much longer okay. after that because I mean, it just it hurt it hurt too much but yeah hold up all right so look at my spine look at the curvature in my in oh, my neck oh yeah you know look. Looking at this, I can't help but remember the times that you were getting power bombed. Yeah, that's Batista, what did it. Last <laughs> ride go. from the Undertaker. 
I mean, those There's were some severe. I mean, like people like There's to say, "Oh, it's fake." Oh, this. Listen, forget about fake. It's not fake. It's predetermined. Yeah, but it's not fake. You're getting hit. And you're getting slammed. Can't fake gravity. And that and and, and those mats, the, the the ring mat. It's not what people think. Oh, no. it's bouncy. It's not that. No, no bro. This stuff hurts, and you got to develop like a certain type of callus yeah. on your back or whatever. Like you, you, you just can't get in there. Someone who's not been thrown around right. and expect to take a bump and just walk upright after no. that. The, it's the best word you used is callus because yeah. that's what your body has to do. You have yeah. to callus up to it. Yeah. Um. And what I always tell people is it's it is predetermined. I mean, we're not trying to pull the wool over anybody else, but you can't fake gravity. No. And when you're falling, you're really falling. And people think that a, a wrestling ring is a tr like a trampoline. Yeah. It's not. Here's oh. what it is. It is when you got the frame set up. The you know you put your big eye beams up and then you put your 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 side posts up. Then what you're doing is you're sliding big, big gigantic four slabs by, of wood, right? four by eight. Yeah across once you get the entire ring set up and it's all wooden four by eights all you're doing is you're rolling out a very i want to say yeah probably probably three quarter inch mat that over time gets flattened out that mat isn't it's not stopping anything your puffer jacket back there has more <laughs> has more cushion in it than that and then canvas goes over top of it so when you see the peat the the spring action of it that's the, the the bounce from the wood. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You get used to you have to get used to falling. That's why when you start training in wrestling, you have to learn how to fall. Yeah. And they, you know, you learn more than you do anything the proper way to fall. Yeah. To this day, if I fall, I will fall and take a bump on oh, my wow. back to separate that to, to just I will fall correctly. Yeah, yeah. If I fall to this day. And I <laughs> I was out walking my dog. Uh, this was probably five years ago. And I got a little French bulldog. And he goes and he takes off and I reach down to try to catch his leash um, to, to grab him because he's just a nut job. He'll run into the fucking wood road. <laughs> and I, you know, I, re I reach down and I miss his leash. And, oh, I, shit. and I like hit a wet spot on the grass. And you fell. My, my foot went out from under me. And it probably didn't look good, but I fell. I took a bump. I oh, fell. wow. Your instincts. Instincts took wow. over. And I, rather than falling on my elbow or my wrist and breaking something, I took a flat back bump that on the ground. That shit doesn't leave you, right? It, it does not leave you. you. Wow, um, man. And I was, and I was thinking, then I, at first I was like, man, I'm, like, I was proud of myself for taking a bump. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm thinking... God, I hope. But no this one's is on the concrete. I, I, like, I, no, it was it was it was on the uh, on the grass. Oh, okay. But I was like, man, I'm in public. I hope nobody saw that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. But you know, you're talking now. Your debut was in uh, 2001, right? 2002. 2000. I started training in 01. So, oh my god. So, so so this is this is even more incredible for me. Actually, because, hold up. Because I think your debut it was in 2001. Been, it might have been 2000. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it was the end of 2001. If I'm not mistaken, it, it, I believe your you're debut, right with Taz. Yeah. Holy shit, you're yeah. right. October, October 2nd, 2001. You're right. you're right. That was your debut. Holy cow. I came prepared. You know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I came prepared. And, and and you know what? Like, dude, that's fucking 21 years ago. 21 man. years. Unbelievable. Does it feel like it's been that long? I mean, does it feel like it? All right. When, when I, you know, wake up in the morning and I hurt and it takes me 10 minutes to walk upright. So you're still feeling the effects. Oh, yeah. Wow. It, ta it literally takes me 10 minutes to walk, wow. to stand fully upright when I wake wow. up in the morning. 10 minutes. Damn. Um, then, yeah, it feels that long. In my head, it feels like yesterday, though. Dude, I, I, Dude, I was watching before like coming yesterday. here, like last night, I was watching some old footage 
of the tough enough. Okay. When <laughs> you're the one. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, dude. I, and, and, and it's like, first of all, I, I can see the personality shining right through on camera before you were, I, I had no idea if whether or not you were going to make it, but I was like, this guy got something. If I, you if, know, if I had any shot, it was going to be my personality. That, that, I think that's what did it because it was. you, you, you yeah. had, you had charisma. You had this thing about you that, you, and you know, you're a smart guy, look good looking guy. Um, good build on you. I'm sure they saw all this stuff and they were like, we can work with that. Yeah. We can make him into something. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what, what, if you don't mind taking me back towards, uh, you know, towards that time period where you entered the tough enough uh, series, what, what, what made you uh, go to Tough Enough? Like, Dude. how did you find out about it and what, what attracted you to that? Was it about fame for you? No, nah, it wasn't fame. And, and the, the reason I know that is because um, when I, Tough Enough was an MTV, pro, uh, yeah. MTV, WWF. Um, it was a product for, you know, collaboration by both of them. Yeah. When I came here to New York, it was my first time ever wow. coming to New York for Tough Enough for wow. the interview. Um, they pulled me aside after day one. Once they got it down to whittled down to, it was th- there was 13 of us in the house. They had it whittled down to, I want to say, 25 or 30. And they actually pulled me aside and they said, do you, they asked me that question. They said, do you want to be a wrestler or do you want to be famous? Mm. Because we, and this was right when, you know, road rules and yeah. the real world was yeah. hot. Huge. Yeah. and they Mike Mizanin. Bingo. Yes. <laughs> the Miz. <And laughs> they, they asked me, they said, because if you want to be uh, just, if you just want to be famous, they were like, we can guarantee you a spot on one of those next two shows. Oh, wow. We'll guarantee it to you. Because they wanted my personality. Yeah. And I I turned it down. I said, no. I oh, want, wow. I want, I, dude, I went to my first wrestling match when I was like seven years old. So you were a fan. My whole you life. You really just wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler. Wow. Yes. My whole life. Wow. My entire, I used to tell people in college that I wanted to be a wrestler and everybody would laugh at me. Really? Literally laugh. But it's because how do you, all right, if I tell you I want to be an astronaut, how the hell do you do that? I guess, I guess you're right. And what the, where's the, where do you go to become an astronaut? Yeah. You know, that same with wrestling. How the yeah. hell do you become a wrestler? Yeah. And I started um, after college. I moved to Portland, Oregon. I was. Were a, you always an athlete? I, yeah, baseball, baseball, and football player my oh, whole wow. life. Did you play collegiately? Played, co- oh, hey, oh. I'm in my college's baseball hall of fame. Nice, yeah. awesome stuff. <laughs> I was a decent baseball player. I said you just you were an athlete from the jump. Athletics is what you know I lived for as a child. Yeah. I was the kid that got off the school bus and was hopefully getting a, a, a backyard football game. Or something started yeah. every day. That's awesome. And I, I just, I loved sports growing up. But, you know, I played baseball all through college, um, was told, I had a couple pro tryouts, and was told point blank by two scouts, two baseball scouts, you're good enough to play in the minor leagues. You're not good enough to ever be an MLB you know, player. Yeah. Um, here's why your arm is mediocre you know it's not bad but it's not major league quality arm and you um you you're you're fast you're decently fast but you're not breakthrough fast and you don't hit for enough power Mm. once they told me you know my limitations as a baseball player it it was like deflated no 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 No? it it was what i i knew that wasn't a dream that i needed to chase anymore gotcha you know gotcha gotcha. like i don't mind hearing the truth um but just don't don't pull the wool over it, my it, it wasn't. It wasn't a Don't. bit hurtful to feel, to hear that? It, they were telling me what I knew. Mm, also, you knew it already. I mean, if you're a, if, if you're a, uh, you know, take a, uh, a stud baseball player like a, who's that guy for the Phillies that, that is a, just a stud? Um, 
If you're one of these guys, let's pick Aaron Judge. Okay, he's a stud. Bingo. New if York. You're an Aaron, the Yankees. <laughs> if you're an Aaron, if you're an Aaron Judge, you know it. Oh yeah. You that's know special, how special, damn special. if you're an A Rod, you know it. Yeah. You know if you're a a a a, a three tool guy with two you know uh, sub suspect tools that could hold you back, you know that too. Well, this is the real world. I guess the it's world the of sports world. is not like WWE. They can actually mold you into something. Exactly. These guys don't have time to try well, to mold you into. And and here's what they told me. They said, you're 22. Um, we're not going to waste a draft pick you on go. you there at you 22 when we can go and draft an 18-year-old out of high Phenom. school who's already better than you yeah, yeah. and younger. Well, you know? they, gave you the, they gave you the truth. And once they gave me that truth – it actually freed me up, okay, because I knew I wasn't chasing something yeah, anymore, yeah. and I was I was truly okay. I was fine with it. You were at peace at that point. With ba- it. Baseball afforded me the opportunity to get a degree. Yeah, and I wouldn't have had that without baseball. That's so awesome. At least you I got was, that, man. You got the education. Man. So I was fine with it. But I you know, moved out to Oregon, became a a, a school teacher. Uh, and a high school baseball I, I, coach. Dude, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, can you believe people trusted me with their children? <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with society. Listen, man, you're a good guy, man. You're, 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 you're not as bad as what you're trying to dude, say. No, you're no. good. You're my, good. my little kids would come up to me. I taught sixth grade. Yeah. They would come up to me, and they'd be like, Mr. Hoffman, I didn't do my homework. And I would be like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like, bring it tomorrow. What, I, what, what am I going to do? Give them some leeway. Yeah, well, you're in sixth grade. Like, Shit, man. Yeah, I don't care. So <laughs> let, let me ask you, man, because I, 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 you know, I, I, I am so, uh, I'm such a big fan of the WWE, and I've been watching it for years. I still watch it mm-hmm. to this to this day. Um, what was the highlight, if, if if you will? What was the highlight of your career? Highlight that, like the one night that I remember. Yeah, I guess the one that everybody sticks thinks, out. Everybody more than thinks any. it's going to be Undertaker. Everybody. That's does. what I was thinking because, dude, like to, to 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 dance with him. It's not really after WrestleMania. Then Monday Raw, Night Raw. Because you did a lot of business with Undertaker. Oh yeah, tons. You did tons. a lot of. Taker made my I was, career. I was going to say that. Yeah, he I, made my career. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I mean, two thousand and two Royal Rumble, same year that you yeah. were Rookie of the Year. Unbelievable. You fucking. You eliminate the Undertaker? I know. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Nuts. That was insane. It's nuts. I I, I got goosebumps now thinking yeah, of it. It's, it's, How did you? I mean, was that was that planned? Was that because it looked? I I didn't know what to think. I'm like, wait a minute. Was this a mistake? Was this a shoot? Yeah. What was this? What well, did this happen? Well, then then exactly what? That's what people wanted. That's what the the. They wanted people to think. Okay. Was it, did did Maven fuck up? Did Taker fuck up? Yeah. Was this planned? Yeah. What the hell is going on now? So it, it, it was. No, it was it, it, it was planned. You guys, I, you guys did it. You guys did it. Well, sweet. if you remember, and you probably won't. Well, actually, you might. No yeah. when I. <laughs> I was. I had been on TV, live TV, four times up until that point. I'd wrestled Taz three times on yeah. SmackDown. I had one match against Booker, um, on in December. And then, and then they took me off TV and took me to de- developmental. Yeah. The next time I was on was the Rumble, Holy and I was in, I was in developmental, and they called me and they were like, "Man, that's right, you disappeared from yeah. TV for a little bit." That's yep. right, I, to, I remember that. Went yeah. to developmental, they called me and they said, "Yeah, there's a chance that they're going." Les Thatcher told me there, he's like, "There's a good chance they're going to fly you out for the Rumble." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." Wow. Thinking that must have been exciting. Well, yeah, but here's like. Not knowing what was coming, I'm thinking they're gonna, you know, have me out ceremonially. Ceremonially, go in, get thrown out. No, sir. <laughs> when I got there, this is huge, yo. When I got there, huge. they flew me in day of. Um, I get there, you know, around three o'clock, and they pull me to the side with Shane and Taker at the ring, 
No Vince? No, no. I, I mean, Vince was probably, I don't know where Vince was. Oh, okay. But, but Shane looks down at me. He goes, and he says it's so, so nonchalantly. He's like, yeah, Maeve. So we thought we'd have you come, you know, come out and Taker will just the shit can, you know, you know, the Hardys and Lita. Yeah. It'll be just you two. And, you know, we're going to have him, you know, you know, you know, glom you, knock you down. And then when his back's turned, we're going to maybe have him hit you hit the hit him with that drop kick, eliminate him. Wow. And Taker turns to me and he, he looks down at me, ribbing me. He goes, are you fucking kidding me? And I was just like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. Yeah. Like, he's going to fucking kill me. <laughs> so you guys all found out this right nah, there together? Uh, well, they were playing a joke. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Shane and Taker, like, like, trust me, if anything gets done in the WWE with Taker, he's, he's going to give his sign off. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you of know? course, of course. Like, even when Brock beat him at Mania. Yeah, that, that was shocked. I, I, I do that. But he had to sign off. Wow. He had Hell to sign yeah. off. Yeah. I Hell think yeah. later on he you know came out and said he wishes he would have did it for someone like Roman. He said he wanted Roman there. Yeah, well, he and just he also well, said that Vince was the one who made the call last minute. But in a spot, here's what like the people that that don't really know wrestling, what they don't understand, something like that, something that monumental, it needs to be done for somebody that needs it. Yeah. Like I think Roman's great. I think he's the, he's the guy now. Yeah, he's the guy. But I think a rub from Taker, like it helped me, yeah. I think would have only helped Roman's le yeah, legacy. Yeah. Brock is such a, 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 a force. <laughs> he doesn't need something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like he just doesn't need it. Yeah. You know? If anything, people need him. Exactly. People need him to, exactly. you know, he needs to work. Yeah. People need Brock to work with them. He doesn't exactly. need to work with people. But throughout that day at, at the Rumble, um, I mean, at that point, I was joined at the hip with Taker, just yeah. making sure I didn't fuck up. So were you guys, like, really cool outside of the room? Oh, yeah. Because he seems like a, like I just watched his uh, his documentary. Coolest. Man, he looks like such a cool dude. He's the coolest human being on earth. You know, to see him earth. out of character and just be himself, Mark, Mark he, Calloway. Yeah, he's the coolest human being. Yeah. And there's a reason that he has uh, unlimited respect from all the boys. It's because he earned it. It's true, right? My I mean, he is the leader of that locker room. Yeah. When he's around, people just... They give that man all the accolades yeah. and respects he, that he deserves. I mean, he's, he's, he's great. So the Rumble happens, and, and Mania is just a few weeks oh, later, man. or a few months later, and it was in um, Toronto. I get a call, because we're in at Mania Week. We're at the ho we're, we're in the city for the entire week. Yeah. I don't know how they do it now. Over. You guys take over. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but that's how we did it then. Yeah. I get a call night one being in the city. And because they would fly us directly from, at the time, it was SmackDown. We would yeah. film Raw on Monday live, SmackDown you were film. busy at that time. And Raw, then, SmackDown, yeah. all this shit. You guys they, were on the road. Yeah, they would fly us directly to the, the Mania City the, the next, the, that following Tuesday. So that following Tuesday, they flew us to, uh, to uh, Toronto. And I get a call on, in the hotel room. And it was, I was big from Tough Enough. He says, get down to the lobby. He's like, um... Um, takers down here, and I was like, ah, God, I'm tired. He's like, Takers down here, get down here now. So I go down there, and there was a bottle of Jack. Oh, and Taker, and Takers literally like, I hear he's like, I hear you like Jack Daniels. He I'm likes like, Jack. I'm like, he I love Jack. it. He's like, I do too. Pull up a chair. Oh shit! And I did not leave until that entire bottle Are was you gone. Kidding me? I am getting just drunk, and appearing drunk at some point. And you got to go wrestle? Well, this is Tuesday. Oh, the main is not okay, till okay. The, But he doesn't change. The, like, he stays the same. Big boy. Yo, 
What he can like, handle it. At that time, was he like 325 pounds? Oh, man. I don't know. He's, Almost he's a, six. What is he? Like six, seven, six, eight? He's as close to he's seven feet. He's like 6'10, I think. Jeez. I don't know. He's a big man. Wow. I know that much. Damn. But yeah, that's you, a cool story. You, you, you ask about the uh, that right there. Yeah. The reason I got on shit, it was because, um, and I won't say who, but I had somebody from the WWE office pull me aside and say, and they were like, how much do you weigh? And I was like, at the time, I weighed 205. And they were like, listen, if you're going to be in the ring with, with Taker at 315, if you're going to be in the ring with guys who routinely weigh close to 300 pounds, you got to look the part. Yeah, because you can't have somebody overweighing you by 100 and something pounds, right? I mean, well, I mean, Ray Mysterio can, but that's his gimmick. But that's his yeah, gimmick. That's his yeah, gimmick. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, you, at that time, relatively unknown. Bingo. You got to, yeah. Yeah, 6'2". Yeah. I mean, so I'm not tiny. What was your heaviest? Uh, uh, I, at the time when I took that picture, yeah. I weighed 245. Oh, shit. And probably was maybe 6% body fat. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. It, that was a, the biggest I think my body could hold. <sighs> I mean, dude, I've seen the evolution and the transformation yeah. of your body. Oh, yeah. Throughout your time in WWE. And I'll tell you, I, like, oh. I, I remember when you were at your peak and you were just, I was like, oh, Okay, are they going to give him the IC title or or what? But you know, <laughs> here's the crazy thing about it though. They I, like I was, I was sent to, I was look who's calling me. Oh, that's all. Oh shit, Ginger. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Take it. Tell him you're doing a podcast. Hey. Tell him you're doing a pod. That's awesome. Hey, what's up, brother? So he's uh, accepting a call from a, a, another yeah, wrestler I'm, I'm, at this moment. Can I call you back? I'm right in the MMA office. Uh, this is great. That's why I love doing this. I'll call one you take. back as soon as it's done. This is All great. Right. Wow, Mark Jindrak. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Oh, shit. So you still have buddies, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, all, that's great. Well, me and Jindrak, we are... Um, we're this close to starting a podcast... Um, that's fucking awesome. No, dude, it's a it's a sports betting podcast. He's actually a damn good sports handicapper. Really? Like, like he knows that. Like, he's given me a couple bets to make. Like, yeah, he gave yeah. me a four way basketball bet one night, and I put ten bucks on it. Dude, all of them hit. Like last week, he gives me one night. He's he's like, here, bet this. And he gives me eight bets. That's awesome. Seven and one. He went seven and one. Like he, but he gives us reasons why things are going to happen. He, he gives knows you the, the logic sports. behind. Yeah, the gives the logic exactly. Oh, so we have me, him, and another guy who is um, he's a Philly, he's some guy from like country music world. Yeah. Um, and he's one of Mark's buddies. Um, we might be starting a uh, we might be starting a uh, podcast. Uh, I, I think I want to. I'm hoping that's the call to hear Dude, I, that I, I we can't got. Wait, I'm, you know I'm going to subscribe and follow you guys. You well, know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping he's calling me to tell him tell me that we have a, actually have a sponsor for it. Oh, because wow. if we if we can get one of these sports books to sponsor us, yeah. And what my role in it is going to be is I'm just your everybody. I know nothing about sports betting, like yeah. nothing. And um, you know I'm the guy that's going to be, you know, you're going to be doing the talking. Well, the talking, the representing, yeah, and asking what gotcha. regular people, not fuck, not these professionals, yeah, would be yeah, asking. Yeah. If I'm a regular better yeah. on a Sunday, and I just want to, and I got fifty bucks, yeah, yeah. and I want to have some fun, well, a lot of people can relate to it? that. A lot of people can exactly. relate to that, man. You know, exactly, and that's what's going to make people comfortable and you know want to. You know, you're gonna bring them in. You're gonna bring them in. Bingo. Awesome. But uh, yeah, but no, I've, I I oh, I love Mark. Me and Mark, we when my whole time in WWE, you know, me, him, and Orton, we were. Yeah, we were 
Yeah, like this. Yeah, I, we, yo, man, Orton's out with an injury right now. Is he man. really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, man, he uh, was uh, he was on a really good run with Matt Riddle. Mm. Are you familiar with Matt Riddle? I do. I Matt was um, when I went down to the developmental. He was one of the guys oh, that wow. was down there. Yeah, he 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 got he he got really over with the fans. Like, Huge. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, he they they call him the original bro. Yeah, and his gimmick is cool. I, yeah. I like it. You know, he got the whole four twenty thing going for him and all that. He's <laughs> he's one of the ones that you see, and you just he's got something. He's you got know, something. You know, you know what's cool about the story of him and Randy Orton is that over time they really got close and they really got cool. And Randy has been. Um, He's been interviewed and he spoke about this before, saying that, you know, getting together with Riddle has ha, had actually made him have some fun. Yeah. And then you were able to see that shining through yep. the camera. Like you saw Randy really enjoying himself yeah. working. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of gave him like a second wind. You what know? was his injury? Um, I, I think something with the shoulder, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not okay. sure exactly. But, yeah, he got injured again. And I think he's prone to getting injured in his shoulder areas well you got to remember randy like randy started when i started yeah. you know 22 years ago second and, or se second generation or third generation uh i know i mean his dad was cowboy bob yeah yeah i want to say third though i believe yeah. his grandfather was a wrestler too wow and i mean he hasn't stopped Randy's, he's been going non-stop for 22 they years say that getting in the ring with him is like he's like water he's butter I, I hear he's just amazing. He is. like, yeah. he, And he was like that when I arrested him a hundred times. And he was just so easy. Who was your, who, who did you enjoy wrestling the most? Uh, Orton. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Awesome. It was because it was easiest. Yeah. And yeah. I knew we were going to have good matches. He's just one of those guys that he just, the business just, just comes to him. Right. And it's just what I was trying to figure out the psychology of. Of why you do stuff because every the moves aren't hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can do the moves, but you but have it's to, how you do it, it and what leads and, you and to and it. why you're doing it yeah. at a specific time. Um, I was at a show this past weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, there was a bunch of matches, and then I was the the special ref in the in oh, the main shit. event. In the main <laughs> event. So I had a bunch of the kids come up to me and be like, "Yo, mate, can you watch my match? Can you watch my match? Can you watch my match?" And you know, I, I, of course. Yeah. And the one thing that I always, I, I could tell all every one of them, is slow down. Make your moves that you do mean something. Yeah. You know, there was one kid. Take your time. Yo, this one kid, he's so athletic. He did, like, three big, like, he would you know shoot him off into the buckle and then do a running, flying knee. And they looked so impressive. But, but he's wasting. He's they, wasting it. He's do, doing one and then do, trying yeah. to go into the next one. I'm like, man, save some. <laughs> you know, just throw them in. Let the people, you know, let let the people, you know, digest what you just did. Like Undertaker with yeah. his walk to the ring. Ah, oh, it's perfect, right? Bingo. He takes his fucking and, sweet time. That freaking that walk to the ring is so iconic. Yeah, and it gives you time to just really take it all in. in. It's like, oh shit, fucking Undertaker's on his way to the fucking ring. Yeah, we're about to get, we're about yeah. to go in. About to go down. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember back when I was starting, thinking, you know, after I would do a move. I got to get to the next one. Yeah. And Randy was always so good at just his pacing and his timing. And it was just like, he's just a natural. I've seen some incredible stuff that that guy's done over the years. Like no, these RKO's out of nowhere from the top rope. Oh, Somebody's yeah. doing their move. But meanwhile, he turns it into an RKO. Amazing. I Amazing. seen Shawn Michaels and Shelton Benjamin. Did you Do you remember that infamous super kick when Shelton Benjamin jumped from one side of the ring, springboarding from yeah. the rope? And Sean caught him with that. 
fucking yeah. super kick. Yeah, Shelton was a different that type. That was insane. Shelton was a different type of athlete. Wow, he's, we used he's to, back now. Yeah, actually. I know. Yeah, and he still looks like a million bucks. He looks great. I think he looks even bigger. Yeah. I think we, he's, we used to tighten the ropes at OVW, and he would walk the top ropes. All all, all, all four corners. Nah, come on. You sit, yeah. That's fucking. Just insane. That's agility. Well, I tell, listen, agility. listen, I tell people all the time, listen to this. When I was in developmental, between HWA and OVW, and there was a, we were two hours away from each other. Wow. Here's what who we had in developmental at that time. Oh boy! So, and I'm putting me into this, but I probably shouldn't put big, me. Big stars. So we had me, Randy, Gingerak, Cena, Cena, Batista, oh my Brock. God. Oh my! God. Um, th- remember three minute warning, Umaga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three minute warning, Jamie Noble. Wow. Um, you know, Kaz. Um, These are all people that were on TV. For, every one and of them. they were all stars. Every they one of them. all stars. Every one of them. Shannon wow. Moore. Wow. Mike, Moore. Uh, um, um, Johnny the Bull. We had literally everyone that was would become a star. Um, oh, my gosh. It was just a, a who's Must have been who. a fun time, man. Oh, it was. Must have been a fun it time. It was. Man. I went Sorry. there thinking I was going to have so much heat. These guys were going to hate me so much for how I got into the business. And it couldn't have been further from the truth. Now, let me ask you a question. They yeah, took me in immediately. When when you were there, the, the Miz was already was there or, or, no, or did he? No, he came after me. He came after you. Yeah. I was tough enough one. He was, I think, tough enough. Three or four, because uh, you know, I heard that he had some real backstage heat. Like they didn't let him into the dressing room for a couple months, you know. So to for the for the boys to receive you the way they did, it's a testament to your personality, man. You know, and to who you are. Because I, I mean, I, I never met anybody like you said about Paolo. Shout out to Paolo. Yeah, like you never met What's anybody. Up, yeah, <laughs> you never met anybody who didn't like him. And I, I feel the same way about you. Like I, you just have that personality I that just, people, you know, you're, you're humble, man. I you give know? everybody. You're down like, to earth. Yeah, like why be why be a dick? Yeah. Like why be an asshole? Why think you're better than anybody? I have good days. I have bad days like everyone. Oh, you're a human being. Uh, yeah. I have you know, good traits. I have bad traits like everyone. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely nothing that makes me special. Yeah. I just, I, I, I had a special job for a while. Yeah. That's it. Really cool, man. That's that is nothing, but that don't make me special. Let me ask you: Do people like when you walk around? Do people, you know, still remember me? Yeah, it's it's, it's weird. It comes in waves. Random, right? Like sometimes, yeah, so like, hey, maybe, like, yeah. yeah, right. Mm. Remember when we were working at the club? A party, a, a, a group of guys came in, and they came in with a championship. Belt. Yeah, none of them had any idea that you would. Win. And then one of them said. And they yeah. just went. No, remember, we. T- yeah. I, I still have that picture, by the way. <laughs> you holding the championship belt and a bunch. I think it was like twelve guys. And yeah. Everybody just psyched. They're like, ah, it, that was great. That it's, was great to see. It's that. it's cool. It's they don't realize they're making my day yeah. as much as I'm making theirs. Yeah, just yeah. because I forget who it was that told me a long time ago. The day's gonna come when no one wants your autograph, when no one remembers you, no one wants to take a picture with you, and then that's when you're gonna miss it. Mm. And you know what? It's wow. it's true. Because it's just, it doesn't happen as much. Like, I'll leave, I will leave work tonight. I will walk to the to, to the train station. I'll get on the two trains, go home. No one will recognize yeah, me. Yeah. But it's, what's weird is as soon as I get off my stop, there is a, it's, it's like a, a nice little, like, you know, a little bar. It's like a little sports bar. And the guy who owns it, and, yeah, he's, it took him a while, but he finally came up and talked to me when I got off the train yeah. and you know, let me know how much of a fan he oh, was. Oh, wow. But it's just like, it, it, 
it makes my day more than it makes his day. Yeah, yeah. Like, just yeah. to know that I just like knowing that I did something that people appreciate. Bro, you put smiles on people's yeah. faces. You, Bingo. You, 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 took, you took people away from their stress. You, you people know what, were watching. You looked up to you. You, you know what kids. I've realized? Here's what I've realized that I, I, that I don't think hit me until recently. What I did was open up the door for an entire new generation of, of guys to get into the business. Yeah, because people saw a true fan transition into what they loved, and it gave them hope. You you freaking lived your dream. Yo, I was the fan that got into the business. So awesome! And I have I have so many people you know contacting me on on IG or whatever, and being like, I would have never thought that I could have you know I wouldn't have started wrestling training if not for you. Wow! And that's you know. If, you give hope, If man. that's the legacy that I leave, I'm fine with that. That's I'm awesome. perfectly fine. Hey, man, I, I got to be honest, bro. That's good job, bro. No, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's that's amazing, well, man. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a realist. I realize, you know, I was, you know, my career, my WWE career, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't Orton. But you, you know? know what, though? For the time that you spent there and for the things that you got to do, Yo. Pretty fucking good, oh, man. You asked me earlier what my favorite mem- moment was. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania 21 was in L.A. The following night was still in the Staples Center, and I got only time I was ever in the ring with uh, with Austin. Oh, wow. I got to take a stunner in the Staples Center. I forgot. From Austin, and he had however many thousand people flipping me off. and it, Coolest, coolest experience ever. I got a double question Yo, for you. Coolest right. thing ever. Loudest pop you ever heard, whether it was for you or for anyone else. Uh, I, it has to be Austin, I'm assuming. No. no. no? The, okay. Rock, the Rock, WrestleMania 18, oh, wow. when, he, when he came out in Toronto to go against Hogan. Mm. You, oh, you were in the building. I forget. Not only was I in the building. I forgot. I, I used to go and I would. I, that place was going nuts. Here's what's crazy. I used to go and I, because you figure out, you know, being backstage where, you know, the, all the little like, 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 like tunnels are and stuff i would go and stand underneath you know where the the titantron is, is. That gorilla but uh, below gorilla okay i would go stand below gorilla and like the the ramp was above me and i would stand underneath there and like just listen to some of the guys come out just to hear their pop and everything Man. and when and i would go do that at pay-per-views and stuff I mean, when, goosebumps, right? Oh, I mean, completely. Oh when God. rocks me, when you would hear, can you smile? And he comes out. With that like, walk, oh. that strut to the rig. Yo, that, that place. Flashbulbs. Because oh. back then, people had real cameras. Not yeah. like today. You don't see the flashbulbs no. anymore. Back then, that was so exciting to see I'm, those flashbulbs going I'm, off. You know? I'm, still a, I'm still convinced, and no one can make me not believe I invented the selfie. Because I used to take people's, people's wind-up cameras. And they'd be trying to take a picture with me, and I would grab it, like give it here, and I would literally hold nice. it away, and I could, yeah, I could yeah. give do this, and the picture awesome. would come out like a selfie That's every time. So cool. Man, I, I, I'm convinced I invented it. Wow. Man. <laughs> hey, man, you know what? Stick with it. Man. Royalty Why not? checks, Fuck man. That. Royalty Hell checks. Yeah, man. But no, when I was in the ring, I, because it was the only time I was in the ring with 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 Austin. I was in the ring with Rock a couple times, um, and um, but Austin was just a different. It was just. It was just different. That guy, I, yeah. I, I, I won't lie to you, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. He's his, too. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. And, um, I, dude, I, the pop that he just got from this past WrestleMania, oh. 
I mean, the guy's still relevant. Yeah. It's crazy. He'll be relevant until the day he doesn't do it anymore. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. And then, I watched his documentary, too. It was pretty great. Cool, pretty cool great. stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Um, and how about your loudest pop that gave you chills that you still, to this day, are so grateful for and can't believe happened to you? Do you remember? It, it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when, you know, when, when I did... Eliminate Taker because <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah, cool. it was <laughs> just. I still remember standing like like because I went and, I, and it was instinctual. I went and I, I you know, climbed up onto the sec, yeah. the second yeah. ropes, but and the I, fans were giving it to you, yeah. man. <laughs> well, I remember thinking, take this in because you don't know if it's gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah. You don't. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what was gonna happen. Awesome. I didn't know if they would ever take me off TV. I didn't know if I. And then you know, it's funny. So. Taker then comes back into the ring, and he's so. I thought you were gonna get. Yo, he's cremated in the ring. <laughs> he's so good. I literally thought he was pissed at me. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It looked crazy. Like, I thought because uh, it looked so fucking. It looked I, so real. Yeah, I was it like, oh so, shit, hey, they fucked up. It looks so real. Taker's gonna take I, it out on them. Right I now. thought I fucked up. Oh man, I was like, did I kick him too hard? Oh, like what? Shit. Like because I thought he was really mad at me, Jose. It looked great. Oh god, it was such a good. Yeah. It was such a good. Uh, it, that piece of work was awesome. Um, I also got a good pop, and it was. It's just life. It's like life, you know, going full circle. Yeah. Um, after that, when I wrestled Jericho for the for the Unified Heavyweight Championship, when people realized I wasn't thrown, I wasn't eliminated from the Rumble. Yeah, WWE I think just fucked up, and mm. did, they didn't they didn't think about yeah. oh he's not eliminated. So to fix Shit. that, they gave me a title shot against Jericho. Yeah, to which Undertaker comes out and yeah. beats the hell out of me some more. Some payback, but, baby. <laughs> but here's what's great about that match. That match was in the Richmond Coliseum, which is where I saw my first ever live show when oh, I was like wow. seven or eight years old. Very meaningful. So it was you know, life going full circle. Full circle. Full circle. I watched my first show there, and then I get to wrestle for the title there. You know, Amazing. You know, 16 years later. So let me ask you, man. You were hardcore champion three times. Mm -hmm. um, were there ever any talks of giving you a another title uh, a possible european title well, I, did you win did, did you you did you ever come close to winning any of those titles? um i mean it, there was talks about doing the the ic title yeah but i mean what i've always understood from it was i just when i started wrestling like shelton benjamin for the ic title uh i just turned i just made my heel turn yeah and I, I liked was, you as a bad guy. Oh, I was. A, I, I thought oh, that was I great. You were in your element, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, he's such an asshole. I love it. I was loving it. I was loving it. I was such great. a heel. That was great. I'm and you could it. tell that you were having fun doing I that was. shit. <laughs> but when you because in tough enough, you got to see little yeah. little flashes of that yeah. heel persona. And I'm a believer that yeah. if, if they would have gave me, you know, a couple more years to run, I think I could have been a, a top guy as a heel. Yeah, you know, but that's just not the way it worked out. Um. When you're working as a heel, you just you have to lead the match, you have to guide the match, and, yeah. and I was just still too green to and, and to have the IC title. I mean, there were talks about it, but it just never materialized. Yeah. I thought I had a better shot when I was working with Simon Dean of becoming uh, uh, the uh, uh, tag team champion. Mm. Yeah, like I loved working. That would have been cool, man. Me and him had fun. You guys we had a good time. You guys yeah. hung out a lot after. Well, we did, we didn't really hang out much after that. It's just he showed he taught me so much. In the ring, and he taught me how to do tag matches and stuff. How about Randy? Did you pick up anything from? Oh Randy? yeah, absolutely. Because I know you guys were like buddies. Yeah, we, me and Randy rode together for yeah. three years. I mean, we, me and him were in a car for three years oh together, God. just me and him. How was it hanging out with that guy? Oh, he was nuts. He was <laughs> fucking nuts. I, yo, dude, he speaks about certain things about his past and how you know he. You can tell that the Randy Orton of today is a completely different completely. person, and uh, but you also know that he was really like 
in his younger time, he was out there. He was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Having children, having children changed him. Calmed him down, which is for the better. Yeah. No, he, man, I've always been a fan of Randy Orton, the Viper. I mean, dude, that guy is a legend, man. I mean, he's still, you know, I'm I'm not sure if he's going to make his comeback anytime soon, but I mean, I think that it's safe to say that he'll be back and probably have another run. He has another run. You know what I mean? But, I mean, dude, the longevity of these guys, is, it's absolutely amazing. Randy's one of those guys that he'll do this as long as he wants to do it. As absolutely long as he wants insane. to do it. I love yeah. it, man. Um, I know that our time is winding down. And uh, I just want to say, man, I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity dude, to, to good. sit down with you and chop it up. It's and been good to catch up with I, you. I'm, you know, you look great. Everything about what you're doing here is just amazing, bro. I'm so, Thank so you. happy for you and proud of you, man. Um yeah, man, you're doing well. And uh, by the way, man, I didn't get a chance to ask you, how's your family doing? How's everybody doing? Everybody's, this, you know, we're all, we're all living. We're all good. Yeah. Um, everybody's healthy. Everybody's good. Yeah. That's amazing, no complaints. Man. No complaints on this end. Um, I know, you know, with, you know, COVID touched a lot of people. Yeah. Um, it didn't touch me <laughs> and my family you know, firsthand. Yeah. So I'm same here, man. I, I mean, so I'm, I know I'm, people I'm, that were affected badly by it, but you know, at I the end too. of the day, knock on wood, you know, um, my family's still good. Yeah. I mean, I lost someone very important. Um, uh, Charlie's cousin, David, uh-huh. we used to call him super Dave. Um, we lost him not too long ago. And, uh, oh, wow. second so year, I think it's a one on our second year now. Um, wow. his birthday's after my birthday. So I'm the fourth. He's the fifth. Wow. Um, and I, I, I and I had the opportunity because I hadn't spoken to him in, in, in quite some time before um, my birthday a couple years back. And I reached out to him, and uh, I invited him to my birthday party. Right. And I'm so glad that I did it, because Good. shortly after that, he was gone. Oh, wow. So it was, um, it, that was a tough one to swallow, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Super Dave. Rest in peace, Super Dave. We love you. That's the thing that... Yeah. that that's the thing that... You know, there's good and good and bad that yeah. comes with, with age. Obviously, wisdom. Yeah. You know, we, I, I think of what I didn't know the, in my the 20s. Podcast. 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 And what I do know now. And it's, it's, it's monumental. How we, much we've, more we've, we've gained some wisdom. But the older you get, you, we start losing those we care about. And, yeah. that's, and that's tough. We're all headed in the same direction. Yo, that's why yeah. I say never, make, some point. never <laughs> make fun of somebody that's old. You're you making know, fun of what you want to be one day. You know what? At the end of the day, if I see an old lady struggling with her bags, I'm going to help her. Absolutely. You know, because yeah. at the end, you know, yeah. I think about my mom, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, uh, I think this is this is about to do it. Um, yeah, man, Maven Hoffman, thank you so much. My I pleasure. appreciate you, my brother. Jose, before we go, yeah. you want to see what's funny? Absolutely. I got to show you something that's fun. Sure. So I used to work with a guy who his name was Jose. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, I used to tell him all the time, I can't put you in my phone as Jose because I know a Jose. Oh, wow. So he was Jose B. My <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and on that one, it's a wrap, my friends. Yeah, yeah. The J40 Podcast, episode 12. Yeah. See you on the next one. Shout-outs to 40 Thugs, Charlie Castro. Yeah, Vladi Dotti, Diabolic Al, I see you, Queens, it's a Queens thing baby, Queens finest barbershop, yeah yeah.